Radio Internet. You are listening to the Combat Jack Show podcast. The Combat Jack Show. I'm your host, Reggie Osei, a.k.a. Combat Jack. What's up, A-King? Yo, I'm A-King, A-K-I-N-G. I don't never say that, but... Oh, word. You, 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 you used to flow like that? You used to rhyme a little bit? I have no bars. I'm the R to the E to double G-I-E. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I used to have And when bars. I rock the mic, I rock viciously. Yo, Internet, what's up, yo? Uh-huh. Yo, yo, what's up, white people? What's up, black people? What's up, Latinos and Asians and everybody else around the world? What's going on? It's hot right now, it's King. It's hot. It's hot right now. Yo, I, yo we got to... And the winter's coming. We got to thank this man sitting in the White House, man, for, 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 for lifting up the... The curtains, man, on the hypocrisy of this country, man. They, they trying to come for our girl, Jamel Hill? They Fact. still trying to come still. after her? Now, listen, Internet's like... Not let, her, man. Not her. Let, let me give you this, man. Like, this this, this episode... Uh, yeah, take Stacey Dash, man. What up, Damon? But this episode was recorded a week and a, and a half in advance, so if this is, doesn't sound ever evergreen, I'm just addre- addressing it. Like, you know, in the last episode with, with Wyclef, and that was a great episode, by the way, King. Yep. Um, we, you know, we, we opened up talking about the bullshit that ESPN, you know, they issued an apology because Jamel really just called out, like, this motherfucker's a racist. This motherfucker, you know, cavorts with, 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 with racists. This motherfucker won't condemn racists. You know, as of, as of today, yeah. he doubled down and was like, yo, the, the, the other side is just as bad as a motherfucker died fighting the Nazis like I was listening to Howard Stern this morning he was mm-hmm. like yo when did it have to become an issue where we had to state in clear words that we're against Nazis like what the fuck is going on you know ESPN man y'all you, you know you know I think you know you and a lot of these corporations NFL and the whole nine y'all got it twisted man like this is a new age man I mean you know what I'm saying black people haven't been holding their tongue but we've been speaking for over 400 years and y'all ain't been listening and now with the inf- inf- you know information age, you know what I'm saying, black Twitter, the whole nine, like, and we all clicked up, man. We are all clicked up, man. I'm, I'm so fortunate to be in this media industry so that, you know, like cats like, like Michael Smith and, and Jamel Hill has mm-hmm. ble- blessed the show and we're colleagues in this podcast world. Absolutely. And, you know, this is, a, this is a time where, man, you know, we can speak <clears throat> freely and y'all just don't like it because y'all are not accustomed to it. What that woman did was speak the truth. Y'all tried to replace her? Yeah. With two other blacks, y'all think like Crazy. y'all think in 2017, like there's yeah, there's there definitely is the house nigga. You know what I'm saying? There's definitely the sellout niggas. There's the Judas niggas that can't wait. That's laying in the cut, waiting to get a check to replace Jamel Hill. But not today, y'all. Like not today. ESPN, y'all gonna lose, man. Y'all are gonna lose. Not today, well, man. It sets a bad precedence because now I saw an article. It says the future of ESPN and diversity lies on whatever happened. On Jamel and. Michael, like, to put that on Michael Smith, like they're best like, friends, no. like, they're no. best friends. I'm like doing y'all really think it. y'all could break up best friends be over this bullshit racist shit? Y'all motherfuckers, like why? Listen, this is the shit that drives me crazy, man. These motherfuckers are so smart, right? They've been studying us for over four hundred years, right? They've been dissecting us. They've been lynching us. They had us working for us. You know what I'm saying? In the yeah. fields. They they got us in jail. They, you know what I'm saying? The Tuskegee. They've been studying us for plates. over 400 years. Y'all motherfuckers <laughs> still don't understand. These niggas, we, we God, yo. Mm. Niggas, we a God body, especially when we focus and we start glowing and we click up. And I think that's what you motherfuckers are afraid of. But it's too late in the day, man. We're not going for that. Yo, anybody that's this coon, uh, Jason Whitlock, too. What, what Jason do, man, he this did, time? Right after the whole Jamil. He's show, like, I'll take it. He's just like condemning her. Really? You know, on Fox Sports. Good, because these, these, these coon sellout niggas need to continue to show their color. You know what Ridiculous, I'm saying? At the man. end of the day, man, and I said this years ago when y'all niggas was trying to shush me about white privilege, man. At the end of the day, man, y'all really want to stand on the wrong side of history? Like, niggas is taking notes. 
Niggas, I'm not here to lecture y'all, man. We got a legend in the building the whole night. Kim, what else are we doing, man? A3C A3C festival is coming up man. A3C Like it was it Like right around the corner Right Right around the corner Next week right I mean technically When it's up Yeah exactly A week and a half away A week and a half away Yo You know Hit up the A3Cfestival.com Yes Tickets Yes Make sure you come fuck with us Yes You know Everything yes. that we doing and all that. Yeah, know, we got a we got a rap show, right? We got, we got a rap, rap show? show. Is it confirmed? Can we start saying names? Yo, you know it's funny. We can't say Fly God and, and, the, and the machine. The paperwork right in front we, of we, it, is it the Fly God in the machine? We could say that. Right, right, fly God in the machine. Yo, if only we could get D O D double O M man Doom. But that nigga don't leave. Um, he don't leave the UK and the whole nine. Listen, internet, man. If y'all are in Atlanta, yep. during A three C, man, when y'all see us, man, dap us. You know what I'm saying? Like, give us love. You know what I'm saying? We always show love back. Yep. Let's have a good time. And on that last night, that Saturday night, man, yo, Follies. We all clicking up at Follies, man. Right? Follies is the place to be. No yo, more. Tell them where we going, man. I always turn yeah, that's true, man. We got some haters out there, too, man. We got some haters out there. What else are we talking about before we, we jump into the show, man? Um, I, I think we should just jump in. Yo, let's man. jump into this, you know? man. You know, like, I'm, I'm an old school New Yorker, man. I came up, you know, in, in the golden era, you know what I'm saying, from from Grandmaster Kaz and, and the Cold Crush Brothers to, you know, Grandmaster Flash and Run DMC and LL Cool J. And I came from a time, man, when New York was really, you know, such a small place on this planet. And we had the audacity to think that even though we are the mecca of hip-hop, that we were the best motherfuckers out. So when motherfuckers was making music from Jersey, he was like, what the fuck is that? When, them, <laughs> when, them, when niggas was making music from Philly, I'm like, them niggas is weird. They got funny haircuts and shit, you know what I'm saying? And the further, you know what I'm saying, the further south and West that you left New York, you know what I'm saying? We were so close-minded, you know what I mean? Right. So close-minded, and, and, and I'm one of the first cats to admit that. You know, but I was young. You know how passionate you, you, you are when you're young? So I remember, like, when I was practicing law, um, I hired this young attorney by the name of um, James McMillan. Mm. And James had, you know, gone to law school in Texas, and James was working in my office, and he was like, yo, man, we, we, we got to tap into these Southern niggas. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. Them Southern niggas can't rap. He's like, are you serious? It's like, man, we're not fucking with Southern niggas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then slowly, man, this niggas just started exploding. And the more them niggas exploded and just humbled me, you know what I'm saying? And my ears started changing. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you heard fucking tracks like, got to stay, blah, ah, 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 you know what I'm saying? That shit became my ringtone, you know what I mean? Yeah. So to all, all the cats that I, I you know, in, in my youth and my ignorance, man, that, that I disrespected, you know, I really apologize, but you know, like, I'm so excited that we have this man here right now in the building, King of Memphis, one of the pioneers of this crunk shit, one of the pioneers that spearheaded this whole Southern thing, man, and like, you know, I, 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 it's amazing just even as time goes by, just the amount of hits, Grammys. That just keep coming out of this shit. No Grammys. Fuck a Grammy, my nigga. These niggas never won Grammys. They won Oscars, my nigga. Oscars. Oscars. Yo, let's not, <laughs> without further ado, let's welcome to the Combat Jack Show, DJ Paul. What's up, sir? What up, what up, what up? Yo, man. Yeah? Yo, you coming in here looking like a wizard, my G. <laughs> <laughs> I am wizard. Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Yo, founder of the 3-6 Mafia, man. You ever think you'd be here, man, in 2017, man? Uh, man, you know, I didn't actually, man. I, for the longest, I thought I was going to die in my mid-20s. Mm, why? I, just, I was bad as fuck. Really? Like I what, grew man? I up gangbanging. Really? And shit, so it was terrible. But nigga, how was you, how was you gangbanging and still trying to get a job at McDonald's? Shit, nigga had to find a way to buy the guns. <laughs> <laughs> gangbanging ain't pay the bills, right? <laughs> oh, Flipping God. burgers and copping guns. We, we was going to get together and start having meetings and put money in the bucket, but then nobody do it. <laughs> right, 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 right. So you know, it's funny. We was talking before the mic was hot, man. And you was saying like how like you, you had a friend of yours that owned several McDonald's. 
Yeah, and my, you, yeah my be- one of my best friends' mom did. And gave you, everybody in the hood a job except, except me. you. Except why? Why she was was you too bad, my nigga? I don't know why she didn't give me a job, man. You know, I, I don't know, but she she never gave. You know what? God is the reason why mm. she didn't give me a job. Really, God you, is the reason. If why. she had given you a job. Flipping burgers, you think your life would have been different? Of course. Why? I'd probably and still be somewhere flipping burgers. Really? Why? Because you would have been content with that short money? Well, now what would have happened was. You'd have got money to buy the guns and then exactly, that would have exactly. took probably you to a different. With the guns. <laughs> <laughs> but now, now what happened was when I did never have a gun. I mean, God, Jesus Christ. You had guns, oh, my nigga. <laughs> Alleg- man, too many guns. Uh, allegedly. <laughs> too many guns. Allegedly. Back then. But, uh, um, Back then. What, uh, what, what happened was when I never got a job, I just. Um, I t- I started um uh, uh wor- working for my brother kind of mm-hmm. so my brother had went to the feds and um I would feed his dogs and stuff like that me and my brother Lord Infamous rest in peace Lord Infamous and I would uh, feed his rest dogs in peace, man. and just you know kind of take care of things for him while he was locked up and then he would send me money from the you know from the feds or his wife would give it to me you know what I'm saying and I took all that money. And I put me some uh, uh, studio equipment in the layaway, you know, kind of not a layaway. I'm sorry, not a layaway. I put it in. The, uh, I got my other brother to finance it for me, and I would pay two hundred twenty dollars a month for the equipment. And uh, I just locked myself in the room. I locked myself in my room, and I just made beats all day, every day. Now you're really fortunate, man, because you 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 come from a legacy family. And what I mean by that is, you've had people in your family. That were musicians. Yeah, the Bogart brothers. The Bogart, my, my Bogart, Bogart brothers, right. And they yeah. taught you early on. About like, publishing. About publishing. Yeah. But did, did you know you wanted to do music? Yeah, I know I wanted to do music. Yeah, I know How? I wanted to do music. Well, my, uh, my daddy kind of made me do it. Like, my daddy made me take organ lessons when I was young. Were you mad? Were you tight when you were playing the organ? Was I good? No, were you tight? Were you pissed off? Initially. Because niggas, really niggas, was, out, niggas, niggas want to play the drums yeah. or the guitar. Niggas don't want to play no organ? No, I like the organ because I grew up watching um, horror movies all the time. So I used to try to play the Halloween theme music. Uh-huh. That was the first thing I learned how to play. So I liked the organs because the organ was a creepy instrument. Yeah. And I was always into the creepy shit. So yeah. I was cool with the organ. I just didn't like how long it took. It was fucking two hours and it was hot. And it, was, it was in an old church. Right, right. It was hot. And I was like, damn, my mom would be sitting outside with her windows down under the tree. And it was it was a lot of work. But, uh, you know, and I still have that organ in I my know, house right I know. now. I know. I was listening to... Your brilliant um, interview with uh, Adam Twenty Two and No Jumper, No Jumper, oh, yeah. and, and, and I love that interview. And you talked about how motherfuckers were like, even in this day, you're so accomplished and successful. And somebody, some mover was like, "Why do you want to take this organ?" And yeah, the like, mover asked me that. I was like, "I want to take the organ." He was like, "Why?" <laughs> I was like, "Nigga, I want it. I'm playing in it like the fifth grade. I want that organ." And I took it and I got it. I got it painted black. And all cool looking, and it's sitting in my studio at my house right now. Now, is it true that your father wanted you to be the next Michael Jackson? Yeah, really? that's what he wanted. Really? How and so? I was like, Dad, I can't sing. Were you dancing? No, nah, I, were, I wasn't really dancing. Right. You know, I, I, bro- I broke dance. Right. Okay. It was break dancing, right. brother. But no, nah, I wasn't no dancer like Michael Jackson, but he wanted me to be the Michael. He wanted me to be Michael Jackson. And I was like, I can't sing, you know, but. <laughs> Yeah, and then when I, when I became a rapper, he didn't like rap. Of course not. Yeah, he didn't like rap. So uh, when I got my first check, my first uh, check out rap music, it was, uh, funny enough, $36,000. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. Pretty big. $36,000. To the T. Yeah, to the T. And then my dad, probably was some change on there, but I don't remember all that. <laughs> Fuck the change. And then my dad had looked at the check and he said, hmm. White folks probably owed you more than that. I said, I don't care how much money they owe me. Take me to Mount Morale for to buy suburban right now. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy, man. I went by Mount Suburban, put TVs and VCRs in it. <laughs> Yo, but tell me the first time you heard hip hop, man. You're out in Memphis, and and from my understanding, Memphis wasn't at the time like we're talking about the the the, the early '80s and mid '80s. Memphis wasn't a rap town, man. Like, what was nah. your first influence with hip hop? Oh uh, man, you know, I it was um. I was listening to our hip hop back in the day, but like the ones that really, really, the, the first one that I can remember that really, really hit me. Obviously, I heard it, you know, all the Grandmaster Flash and all that. But the uh, first one that I really, really remember that hit me was a uh, Public Enemy. Mm. Public Enemy. Was it? Was it? Was uh, yes. It, was the rhythm. The, the, the rebel. rebel. That's without a right pause, now. yo. That, that song right there changed my life. That's got to be one of my top five. Just of all time, man. Easy. just instrumentation. So you heard Public Enemy, and you you're hearing the Sonics, and you're also hearing all of this like consciousness. Uh, yeah, that we, we, but that ain't but that ain't what made me want to be a rapper. Right, what okay. made me want to be a rapper was a guy from Atlanta, Georgia, named MC Shadi. Shadi, yeah. MC Shadi sounds like he was 12 years old mm -hmm. because his voice was so. I'm MC Shadi, and I gotta be tough. <laughs> Little kid voice, right? He probably was like 28 or something at the time, but whatever, but uh. And I was 12, and I was like, damn, if this little nigga can do it, I can do it. Mm. And that's what made me want to be a rapper, MC Shadi. Now, when you started rapping, man, were you trying to emulate a sound like the cast that you heard, or were you just focused on creating your own style? Because most of us, when we start, we start copying the people that influence, yeah. and then we yeah, start Yeah, I did. When I, when I first started, I was trying to be like, you know, like a New York rapper, because right. that's what I was listening to. <sighs> yeah, I, was trying, I wasn't like that part. Right. Uh, because I was more of a producer than a rapper, okay. so I was just trying to make the beats. And I came across a cool radio that had the double cassette uh, uh, decks. But the cool part about this one is you could play, you could press play on this one, and you can record into the other one. It was the only one I found that would let me do that. So we put our mouth up to the speaker, and we would record like that. So uh, I was I was recording over you know instrumentals from New York rappers and us and that and that's why I first did. But when I made my actual music, my first tape, I was in Serial Killers. We went to a whole different thing with it. You know, we 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 was doing horrorcore rap before it was horrorcore, right? It wasn't called horrorcore. Right, then. it was way before because yeah, when that horrorcore shit came out, that shit was trash. Like shout out to the grave diggers that 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 that, that really did it. No, no. Why are you laughing? Yo, I didn't the grave the grave diggers first album. I didn't know what that was. Well, the, man. No the, shots. No, no, no. Listen, I was a kid. I'm like, What's all the this grave from? diggers first album when you taking RZA at his prime, yeah. and Prince Paul at his prime, and that and they co-producing that shit. It was way ahead of of everything. And then the horrorcore wave kicked in, and that kind of like cheapened everything. Hey, yo, internets. BET is bringing lyrics and laughter this fall with fifty. Tune in Wednesday, September 27th at 10.30, 9.30 Central on BET to watch the hip-hop mogul and clapback king Curtis 50 Cent Jackson deliver a hot remix of Sketch along with a cast of comic upstarts every week. With jaw-dropping sketches and hilarious pranks, 50 Central is sprinkled with the same irreverence and spark that 50 Cent brought to hip-hop. Make 50 Central your late-night comedy destination right after Face Value, the game show where profiling pays. From executive producer Wanda Sykes, Face Value invites you to put your judgments to good use as contestants are asked hilarious questions about people based purely on their looks. When they get them right, they get cash. 
But just when you think someone has done something scandalous because of what's on the surface, the truth flips the script on your assumptions. Prepare to laugh nonstop with hosts Dion Cole and Tiffany Haddish and see just how much we all have in common on Face Value, premiering Wednesday, September 27th at 10, 9 Central, followed by 50 Cent Sketch Variety Series, 50 Central, only on BET. For extras and exclusives of each show, visit BET.com slash 5-O-C-E-N-T-R-A-L or BET.com slash Face Value. And now back to the show. But, 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 but talk about your fascination with horror movies, man. Man, you know, I was just always into serial killers and stuff like that. What's, like, what's your favorite horror movie of all time, man? Texas Chainsaw Massacre the original. 2, mm. the original. But the remake was good. Remake out of all amazing. out of all remakes of movies, yeah. that was one no, that's, of that the was only crazy, good remakes right? of movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was dope as so, fuck. So you was into serial killers? Yeah, I was into serial killers. So this guy that I was producing brought us uh, serial killers. Back in the day when Time Life magazine used to run those old commercials like by the World War II collection of mm-hmm. books, mm-hmm. they did one on all the serial killers. And my boy, some kind of way, he came up with one of the books out of the six that they sold or whatever. He probably stole it. But uh, <laughs> he brought it to my mama's house where the studio was at, and uh, he left it on my bed, and I gave it to him, and I just started studying that book. What, is it, about, what is it about um, serial killers, man? What I like about serial killers is um, serial killers have a technique to it. So, like, y'all hit a guy up here in L.A. I mean, in New York, sorry. Y'all hit a guy up here not too long ago that only killed people that was a certain sign. Mm. Oh, the Zodiac Killer. Zodiac. Yeah, yeah, the Zodiac Killer. You know, I thought that was that. out west, but... No, there was one out here in the Yeah, y'all had one not too long ago. But then y'all oh, had... Dude, y'all I'm had, not even going to argue with you because nah, you're the expert. Yeah, yeah but I'm y'all, not now, y'all just had a guy like some years ago... <laughs> okay. There was he was trying to do some trying to do yeah, something like that. He was checking people's ID or something. Like he would walk up like he was robbing them, and if they was if they was born in like a certain month or something, he would kill them. You know, and uh, so you're like anybody can walk around and just kill people, kill people. But if you only gonna kill like a certain type of person, this and that, it's like it's like a technique, and it's like a uh, you know, it's a it's a. It's as bad as it is, it's a terrible thing. Don't get me wrong. But it is fascinating. But it, yeah, this shit it, is it, fascinating. It, yeah, it got something to it because you're yeah. like, damn, this nigga actually doing his research. Like mm. he got a he got a technique. He doing his schoolwork on that shit. So you so so you got favorite serial killers? You got you got your top five. Yeah, favorite. I got some favorites. Who's, who's, I was, my favorite is Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. Okay. Ted Why? Bundy was the only serial killer that taught the police how to catch serial killers. Mm, afterwards, right? Yeah, afterwards. Okay. And then that's what inspired um, Silence of the Lambs, right? Yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah, because he knew they, you know, the MO and all that, everything that they was trying to do. And, like, so he would ask them. He would be like, oh, so he, this woman was a brunette. This woman was a brunette. She was a 33D, blah, 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 whatever the fuck. And then he would tell him, he'd be like, well, his next victim is going to probably be just that, this and then. You probably want to watch places that people like this hang out in. And that's how he would help them catch people. That's crazy, man. And they were smart as a motherfucker, now, now, man. Personal you know, question. they had to hit him a few times with the electric chair to kill him. Really? He didn't die the first time. Really? Yeah. And they, they said they, they, said they wasn't really supposed to hit him the other times, but they did it. Did you want to be a serial killer, my dude? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> No. I mean, you wouldn't tell us anyway, but anyway. I wouldn't tell you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, no, I never wanted to so, I just It just was fascinating. <laughs> so serial killers, the organ, horror movies, and then you I, – I, I always hear you talk about Memphis as a dark place. Yeah. And I, I don't understand that because, you know, isn't it – don't y'all have a lot of sunlight and shit and isn't it like bright and shit? Like It rains it, a lot though. Okay. It rains a lot Right. Though. It's by the Gulf, right? 
Nah. Okay. It's in the middle. It's okay. Right. In the middle. Yeah, it's in the middle. So so it's, so it's dark, right? Hey, you don't remember when we when we when we took the road trip to New Orleans? Yeah. And we ran down through Tennessee, and that's when snacks. <laughs> he got out and you had to check him because he was doing some wild shit in front of that uh that breakfast spot, the family breakfast. In Memphis, what was he doing? I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, <laughs> so, so it's a dark yeah, place. It's, it's, but when I said dark, I don't really mean like dark and like um the uh the, the the like the look of it. Even though it, you have a lot of gloomy days because right. it rained there a lot, I just mean dark and just um like you know in 2010 we was the 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 home of uh, of the home of uh, of of uh, unemployment and uh the capital of mm-hmm. unemployment and the capital of robbery when you think about it it goes hand in hand right 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 <laughs> yeah so you know it's like shoes and laces but uh that that's like it, it's a it's just a bad place mm. like one one thing we had a we had a bunch of songs that was we had a song you know a bunch of songs that was like hits that talked about this but one thing that was real popular in Memphis was to lock people in the trunk and you know take them off so you catch somebody at the grocery store and they put their, some some random nigga or just yeah like robbing people so like somebody putting God their damn. groceries in the in the trunk you rock, walk up you know throw them in the trunk slam the trunk just take them where you want to take them do what you gotta do you seen this shit happen no, I never seen it my, <laughs> you know, myself niggas was trunk riding yeah but like yeah we had yeah we it's a, it's a big hit song remember called Lock Them in the Trunk yo man you like that shit right yo um, and then and then your mom's it's probably one of the reasons why they stopped making their little trunk releases yeah, yeah. for real yeah yeah and then your mom's taught you at an early age don't trust no place that killed, that assassinated Martin Luther King. Yeah. <laughs> my mama, my mama always, she's like, man, don't never trust a motherfucking place that killed Martin Luther King. If I you mean, kill Martin Luther King, you'll do anything. I mean, I mean, she's kind of right. She's kind of right. So, you know, what's fascinating, man, is like, you know, y'all, you and, you and, um, and, and Lord Infamous, right? Y'all yeah. start serial killers, right? Yeah. Y'all in high school. Yeah. Right? And y'all, y'all putting out your mixtapes and y'all are taking old tracks from like New York and other places and then y'all are putting your songs in, right? Yeah, not not when we made Serial Killers. That okay. was before that. Okay. Serial Killers was all my own. Music. Okay, so let's go before that, man. You selling mixtapes. Yeah. In high school. Yeah. And by what, what, what grade? I started in 10th grade. Tenth started grade. in 10th grade, man. And then at a certain shows. point, you had over 50, 60, 70,000 yeah, dollars got, in mixtape money? Yeah, I probably got up to maybe like 100 or something. By the time I was in like the, well, I did 11th grade twice. Right. But yeah, by the time I was in eleventh grade, I was sitting on about a hundred. Paul, like, what, what does it feel like to be in high school selling mixtapes and sitting on a hundred, hundred, hundred k? It feels like pussy because you get a lot of it. Mm. <laughs> what you, at that age, like, like at, at that age, did you realize that this was not normal? You know what? I didn't. I didn't really realize it because it was like. It was a bunch of rappers in Memphis, not a bunch. It was a few of us that was selling a lot of mixtapes, making money. You know, it was me, and it was Juicy, because me and Juicy wasn't together the whole right. time. We met, you know, a couple of years later or whatever. It was me, it was a Juicy J, and it was another guy. There was a few guys, maybe four or five guys. One of them actually just died a couple of years ago uh, driving from uh, from uh, Vegas to L.A. with his wife. They were celebrating the... Um, the, uh, anniversary, anniversary, Damn. and uh, he fell asleep at a wheel uh, and killed himself. Right. But he was like one of the pioneers of the mixtape DJs, uh, Recipe Sunny D. Yeah, so it was it was a few, it was you know five or six of us in Memphis that was putting out mixtapes that was making money. You know, we were selling them at the at the stereo stores for four dollars a piece, and we were selling, 
you know, boxes and boxes and boxes of tapes, and then I sold them at school as well. What made your, your mixtapes different, or what what made them so that people because had to uh, buy them? we had a lot of bass. Like I created my own bass. I made a bass when I was a kid, and that bass I still use it today. That bass was so so deep. So what happened was um, we would sell them at the stereo stores, and they would use our tapes as examples to sell kickboxes and speakers. So when they, they put them in and let people hear them, people were like, damn, these speakers sound good. I'm like, what is this music? Mm. Give me that too as well. Give me both of those. Oh, that's smart, man. And that's how, that's, how it blew us, that's how it blew us up. Hey, yo, Internets, this week's episode of the Combat Jack Show is brought to you by Sonos. I love Sonos, yo. You know, when I'm in the crib by myself and I start pumping in that, that, that Yacht Rock. Yeah, that's right. Combat Jack loves Yacht Rock. Sailing. Anyway, listen, I, I, I'm, I'm all over the place. Everything sounds better on play bass. Whether it's movies, sports, TV shows, gaming, Playbase adds dynamic, pulse-pounding sound to whatever's playing on your TV and streams your favorite music when it's off. Truth is, most TVs end up with stands and furnitures, exactly what Playbase was created for. Its low-profile design practically disappears beneath your TV, yet it fills your entire viewing room with epic home theater audio. Start with a Playbase and add sub. And play ones for a full surround sound system. You can even send TV or music sound around your entire home. Just add Sonos smart speakers in other rooms and they'll wirelessly sync to your home theater. Now, Internets, for the first time ever, Sonos is offering listeners of the Combat Jack Show 10% off one order of $2,500 or less for any product on Sonos.com. This offer is available for a limited time only and cannot be combined with other discounts or promotions. Just use the promo code JACK10 at Sonos.com to receive this exclusive offer. And now back to the show. What are you doing with that money at, 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 at 15, 16, 17 uh, years old? What are you doing with that money, man? We was getting high a lot. <laughs> well, we didn't get high with all the money. I had a little house. I started renting a little house from my dad. Mm-hmm. All of us Your dad high. was your landlord? Yeah, my dad was my right. landlord. What do you think about all this money you're making at the time? Yeah, he was loving it. Yeah. You know, he was loving. It. I told you, he, you know, he was, he was, he, he didn't really, he didn't even agree with the rap and right. all that. But uh, he was loving. It. He was happy that I was, I was making some. You know, and uh, and when I got bought my first big house, bought a house. You know, he was, he was excited as hell. That's crazy. How old were you when you first bought your house, man? I was maybe uh, twenty-one. God damn. Twenty-one. God damn, King. I'm just trying to. Envision all of this shit. Like we are fucking uh, up up here. Twenty one. We are fucking. You know, and that's <laughs> man. Juicy bought houses next door to each that's other. That's crazy, man. Yeah, one hundred twenty five thousand dollars. It really ain't that much money. But now, it was what, like, what was the local Memphis scene like? The rap scene was. Did y'all have like cats that was doing it, or did you? You know, yeah, we had uh, the only people that was like big doing it was A Ball and MJG. Mm. A Ball and MJG. Everybody else was, you know, was just all this underground guys. But A Ball and MJG was like the big ones. And and I, and I read somewhere that, you know, these other cats that was making music, they were like, "Yo, you got to sound like New York. You got to sound like Cal. You got to sound like." And you was yeah. you had the you had the you had the wisdom to be like, "Nah, fuck that." Yeah, they want. We're they gonna believe. sound the yeah. way we sound. We're gonna sound creepy. We're gonna sound dark. We're gonna sound bugged out. Yeah. Like like like, how'd you know that this would work, man? I didn't really know it, was, it would work. I just I just liked it. Like. Everybody else was putting all these instruments and their songs and all these keyboards and they're trying to, you know, make it sound all pop because everybody was going for a radio song. You know, back in the day, that's what you you went for, a radio song. But we did, and I was like, nah, I, I'm going to keep making the music like we make it because I, I loved our, our music. That's the one thing about me. I'm my biggest fan. 
you know, so I do it for me first. And then, you know, everybody else just happen to love it. Yo, how fucked up is it that you really never tried to make radio hits, but you got so many radio hits, man? Yeah. Like you got so many radio hits. Like, you know yeah, but when you think about it, we do. But when you think about it, we don't. Right. We do, but we don't. What like, do you mean? Uh, like, what, what, what do you mean? Like, uh... S- sipping on some scissors. They played the stuff, the stuff, fuck out of that shit yeah, in New they, York. Yeah, they did. You know they what I'm saying? Played it, they played it everywhere. But when you think about Stay it... Stay like, fly. They played that shit. I mean, that shit was day, one of the biggest day, every day. fucking yeah. ringtones. Yeah, they did. They did, but we still like like the Stay Fly album. If you notice, that album was called the most known unknowns mm. because mm. we had songs on the radio, Sipping on Scissors and all that. But people still didn't really know who Three Six Mafia was. Right. You know, it was it was just it was weird. Right. Like even still today, there's some people that don't. I mean, but tear the club up, the like stuff. broke doors open for y'all. Like that's when that the niggas was like, who's these niggas? Like, yeah, it it's, it's a whole different sound, and to be you know. Like I said earlier, like New York was so close minded, but we played them records on yeah. the radio. We played them shits. And they fit too. Yeah. They fit in, the, in, in, in rotation. Yeah, they, yeah, they did. It was dope. I remember a long time ago, I got a phone call. Uh, we had an office, office phone. It was in my bedroom in my mama's house. <laughs> we had the office phone. I wasn't living with my mama's house at that, at that time, but we still had the studio over there. And, uh, you want some of this uh, fine Tito, sir? Uh, you can put a little bit in there. Yes, sir. Just say when. Tito's sponsor of the Combat Jack Show. That's good. Yes, sir. Tito's a good shit. That's the best pocket. But um, (laughs) really, I've been drinking that for a long, long time. But but uh, uh, yes, sir. A long time ago, when we first came out with our first album, Mystic Styles, this dude um, left a message on our office phone. He was from New York. He's like, "Man, y'all niggas whack, b." Word. <laughs> DJ Paul's a faggot. Juicy J's a homo. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, damn it. New York don't like us. <laughs> so you didn't know y'all was popping here, right? I, that, I think that was before we was popping. Right, We're okay. talking about 95. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah, so that was, yeah, y'all weren't really fucking with South like that. No, 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 no. Like we, now. Nah. Yeah. Do you remember your first New York show? No, I don't. I don't. But I, I tell you who's the first person that was showing us love in New York. That was uh, Funk Master Flex. Mm. Funk Master Flex. I think we might have had a, a song or two on one of them records that he was putting out back in the day. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we did. I don't remember the name of it, but we did. And um, he was one of the first persons who was, who would let us come up here and let us come on his show and stuff like that. Who else gave you love from New York, man? I'm, I'm, I'm K. Slay is my brother. Wow. Love K. Slay. Wow. And uh, my guy, uh, what's the the Spanish guy from back in the day? Damn, I'm kill myself and I remember his name. He used to have a Hummer, a white Hummer. You know who I'm talking about? He was a real popular DJ. He would put out big records. Not back not, in that com- day. not Camelo. Not not uh. He was Spanish. Not uh. Enough. Cypher Cypher no, sounds not enough. Uh, this we talking about back in the. Uh, he had a show on MTV, I think. Uh, we talking about back in the Funk Master Place days, right there. What a show in there. Look at that. You know who I'm talking about? Definitely look it up. He was Spanish, dude. He was real popular. Y'all know who he is. And, Tony uh, Toca? No. Tony Touch? No. He had a show on MTV. He probably DJed something on MTV at okay. the time. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, um, um. You know who. You're going to trip. Oh, uh, Scribble. 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 DJ yeah, Scribbles. DJ Scribbles. <laughs> DJ Scribbles. Shout out to DJ Scribbles. DJ Scribbles yeah. showed us a lot of love. He used to uh, get songs from us for his uh, compilations back then. Yeah. Now, now, what, what artists gave you love? Like, artists that you looked up to and you're like, oh, my, these motherfuckers gave us love. <laughs> back then, I yeah. think, um, 
far as big artists, uh, damn it. Oh, Noriega. Mm. Yes. What's up, Nori? Drink champs. What's up, Nori? Drink champs. Noriega brought us up here one time. Really? uh, We did a song in a studio. He did a feature for us on Project Pat's first album, Mm. and I will never forget. This was we talking about ninety eight, ninety eight. So he was uh, Nori on the run eating. Yeah, that was the first album. Yeah, ninety eight. And it was about 50 dudes in the studio. <laughs> and it was more cases of beer than a, a, a Walmart. Yeah, drink champs before have. drink champs. This sounds like Nori. Drink champs before drink, <laughs> drink champs. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would never forget that. Man, man, Nori must have, all of us, but we must have knocked back so many goddamn beers that night and made a killer song. You couldn't even tell he was drunk. Yeah, that's crazy. He rocked the shit out of that motherfucker. That's crazy. Now, before the, before the music thing kicked off, you used to sell weed too. Yeah, we sold weed. You I sold, sold weed in fifth grade. And your biggest customer was your girlfriend, your, My girlfriend. your real girlfriend. Yeah, and she she played you, right, T- Teresa? Like she she yeah. She never gave me no pussy. She never. How long were y'all going out, my nigga? Would that, were you getting pussy at the time? Uh, you sitting you sitting on a hundred k in high school? No, nah, well, when I was no, nah, I wasn't in high school then. I was selling weed in the fifth grade. Come on, man, fifth to seventh grade. How poor? How are you selling weed in the because, fifth grade? Because my brother, who I told you about, who sent me the money from the feds. Right. Back in those days, cocaine was the thing. Mm-hmm. People would give him weed, and he didn't give a fuck about weed. Right. He would just give us the weed, like, fuck this weed. You know, we're talking about the 80s. Mm-hmm. Cocaine was the thing. Then nobody did, weed wasn't like it is now, right. back then. It was not now. It was not. No, Especially they, not in the black neighborhoods, man. Like no, that. they didn't give a fuck about weed. That shit was so, dusty like, and musty. Yeah, and so, the little manila, so, so the, the little manila envelopes. Fuck the plastic bags. Them niggas used to come in the little envelopes, yeah, right? So yeah. the weed was a novelty. It was like, yeah, it was bullshit. So yeah. he would just give us the weed, just like, here, you take this bullshit. He was making money off coke, tons of money off coke, riding around in the old school limo with the heart shaped jacuzzi mm. in the back. Mm. You remember that? Oh, he was killing it. <laughs> he was killing it. Oh man, he was killing it, killing. It. He went to the feds, you know, and uh, so you selling weed. Let me ask you something, man. Like, me and like, Lord what, was it? Was we were it selling your, joints though? We weren't like selling bags of weed. Right. It wasn't like that. Back was then. it was your kids. brother? They didn't have no. Was it there. your family? Where did you learn to be such a great businessman? My dad. Your dad. What would your dad do? My dad owned a pest control company, and uh, he bought houses and uh, rented them out on the side. And mm. I do that now myself. Right. Yeah. So I, I learned that from my dad. Yeah, that's fascinating. So, were you, how much money were you making in the fifth grade? I was making a lot, you know. Not, I just I was making enough to get to stay fresh. So right. you know, I'm buying Adidas jogging suits, of course, of course, of course. You know, troops, right. shit like that. You know, Fly. troops was my shit. Yeah, you know, but that was more to seventh grade. But um, yeah, I was buying just you know clothes with it. And I bought uh, I take one other thing I bought. I bought a uh, Run DMC Raising Hell tape. Mm. I bought that tape, mm. that fucking tape. Yeah. And I bought uh, Children's Stories by mm. Slick, Rick. Slick Rick. Yeah. What? Yo, um. How'd you meet Juicy? I met him through a friend of mine, a guy who I was producing on the side named Homicide. What's up, Homicide? What's up, Homicide? And uh, Homicide introduced me to Juicy. What'd you think of Juicy when you first met him? I thought he was hard as hell. Right. You know, I was like, damn, this dude hard as fuck. You know, he was making beats too, and I was like, damn, this dude hard. And then we ended up starting making beats together. You know, he would come to my house and, you know, ask me to play some keys or something for him, you know, because I took those lessons, those organ lessons or whatever, you know. And uh, we would just make, we started making beats together, and it was, you know, the rest is history. Yo, hold up, hold up. Let me interrupt, man. I, I, I fucked up, man. I didn't even talk about how you just dropped a new album. 
Underground Volume 17. Oh, yeah, Underground Volume. I thought we were going to say that for the end. No, no, we're going to push this shit all the time. How the fuck you let me start this episode, King? And that remind me that DJ Paul has a new album out. Right now. This is a one and a half, sometimes two, three hour show, depending on who to get. This might be a four hour show. We have several times. To plug the album. But it's in yeah. stores, all digital and it's platforms. stores right now. Don't get it from a barbershop. Go to like iTunes, yeah. you know, Google Play, something like that, man, and, and get it. You know, this obviously is on Spotify if you want to stream it. Yes, sir. Congratulations, but, uh, man. Thank you, man. DJ Paul Underground, Volume 17. How does it Make feel sure to you get it? How does it feel to go from like that era of CDs, tapes, hand to hand? To this digital world now that we're in, this digital space. I like the and old still be, school, man. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, God, man, thank God I'm still here to, you know, to see all of that. Right. Isn't it easier right now, though? Yeah, it is, but I mean, you, you know. You can monitor it's, it better. It's like it's the, the money's worse because the money's terrible. Yes, obviously. yes, yes, yes. You know, streaming is the worst thing ever made for a musician. Right. And, um, and a businessman that owns their publishing in the whole nine. Yeah. I don't like the streaming, but uh, but you know whatever. So uh, it's easier, but like a lot of times when things are easier, it fucks it up. Mm. Like you want stuff to be harder. Like you know you got muscles and shit. Uh-huh. A lot of motherfuckers out here wish they had muscles. Yeah, yeah, this it, shit ain't easy to do. Exactly. Yeah, niggas have to ca- stand you out from other. You niggas. have to carry crates in the whole nine and the whole nine. Yeah, you yeah. got to work out. You got to do some shit. You know, a lot of motherfuckers don't want to do that. You know, so when stuff is easy, you know, it makes it get saturated too fast. Yeah. Now, now, is it true that initially you were just going to be happy throughout your entire life being a DJ? You didn't. You didn't want to produce. You didn't want to rap initially. I wanted to produce, but I didn't want to be a rapper. Right. I don't want to be a rapper. Like, I still today, I, I, I hate rapping. Really? Know? I don't like writing raps. Why? It takes up too much time. I like to be, I like to just go in there. Like, when I have to sit down and write write a rap, I'd be like, oh. But, like, to just make a beat and write a hook for somebody else, I can do those all day. I can sit over there at that desk right now and turn out 10 beats in an hour for you real fast. But if I got to sit down and write like, the rap to it, I'm like, ah. Oh. But think about it. Think about it. You sitting down. Writing these raps it's, it's it's torture, right? But then when you make a hit record mm. and your voice is on it and you standing on that stage and you performing with your niggas, isn't that the best feeling in the world? Yeah, it's it's a great it's a great feeling, but at the same time <laughs> at the same time if I could just make that beat and stand behind the tables while, you know, my brother Lord Infamous or somebody else was out there rocking the stage, I would be way finer with that. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 grew, I grew up a you know real private person, right? You know, are you I still just, a private person, man? Yeah, I'm super okay. private, and I just like to you know chill. Like, um, yeah, just how private I am. I don't have parties at my actual house. That's we smart. We got though. another house, right. Just for the party. That's very smart, young man. And it's a huge mansion, right? And we got that just for the party. That's very smart. And when I leave there, I go to my house, and it's nobody there. You know, yeah. me and my family, but you know, it's not. It's not like they obviously my you know my main folks. I had some folks come through, of that, course, you know, here and there. But like the parties don't be at my house. Nah, fuck that, man. Yo, tell us about Club Three Eighty Bill. <laughs> Club Three Eighty Bill, that was the shit, man. That's what that's what it all started for. You know, for Memphis, period, pretty much. You know, what was it? it was a club, right? It was a club. Okay, it was a crazy ass club. Man. I seen a lot of people die at that club. God damn! Yeah, like got, getting shot, knocked getting out, shot, getting shot. I never forget the first one I saw was um, we had just got through DJing, and me and Lord Infamous Crunchy Black, you know, we was uh, in the lobby, and this big old fight broke out with like twenty dudes or something. And then I just heard pop, 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 
and it was it was a twenty two, so it didn't really sound like shit. I'm like, damn, what the fuck? And then uh, everybody ran, and everything was done. So we started shutting down, pulling the cords, and how, how, how old were you at the time, man? Uh, I probably was like uh, eighteen, wow. or something like that. Right, seventeen, eighteen, and something. I probably was like, yeah, probably about seven, yeah, like seventeen, because it was right right out the high school, and um. And we was packing up turntables, the records, and all that. And we thought everything was done because all the niggas had ran out. I went to go in the bathroom, take a piss, and there was a dude up under the sink. Oh, shit. The f- you discovered him. Yeah, up <laughs> under the sink. He had a white shirt on, and the bullet head went in his side and hit him in the heart. And he was like, <laughs> oh, shit. And I was like, fuck, man, Lord. I was like, hey, I was like, it's a nigga here dying, man. It's a nigga I mean, here I'm dying. not even laughing at that shit, but. I wasn't laughing. I was like, hey, but it's, it's, it's fucked up. Like, somebody here dying, man. Somebody here dying. And, uh, the, you know, the paramedics and all that came and he died. You know, it was on the news and everything. That's crazy, man. Yeah. You know, like, you know, one of the things y'all have um, a reputation for is like, you know, and y'all rap about it. It's like, y'all are one of the first rap entities or rap cliques that really rapped openly about drug use yeah. most cats always talked about selling drugs yeah. but y'all talked about using drugs how, how, who gave y'all the audacity to do that shit yeah we just we just i mean you know what to be honest with you I, it's probably just because that was the easiest thing for me to write about right. like i told you i hate writing raps right so i would so just you write rap about, about shit that you love shit that i was actually doing right. it was easier to do that you know, so, uh, you know, me and Pimp C had this, uh, this story, you know, when we was down there doing Sipping on Scissor, I was at his house, and uh, we was in the room, and uh, he was like, man, man, one thing about y'all, man, y'all rap about, man, them drugs doing that blow. He like, man, there's a lot of rappers out here be getting high, but them niggas won't talk about that shit. <laughs> he said that. You know, we were talking about, he was talking, he named some names, I'm not yeah. going to say no names. Why do you think rappers but, don't want to uh, talk, I mean, now the game has changed, everybody's yeah. talking about drugs, but. Yeah, but dr- they still don't talk about cocaine. <laughs> what What was the stigma with cocaine? What is, I mean, and, and I mean, listen, so, I'm like, I'm, no, let me, let me, yeah, the yeah, past, yeah, the past yeah, three he episodes. Enable, he tried to get y'all to enable him. No, 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 the past three episodes, <laughs> I've been talking a lot about cocaine, but I've always talked about cocaine on the guy's That's a fact. So listen, internet. Shout out to Sadar X. I'm not pushing that cocaine, you know what I'm saying? Combat did that, so hopefully you wouldn't have to go through that. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, like, you've said it yourself. Coke is greater than weed. Well, I put it like this. I'm not going to say it's greater than weed, but I put it like this. better than. Like, Coke Coke is a drug. And please, people out there, don't do Coke because Coke is fucked up. Don't do Coke. Yeah, especially if you don't know how to manage that shit. Tell us. This is my— I don't know. Yeah, this is my— This is my— my your thing your about, PSA? Oh, about coke yeah. versus weed. It's like, if you out partying and you have your good night on coke, you might want to touch coke for another year. You're not touching coke years, at least another, another yeah. month, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a while. Let's keep it real. Like another if you two in weeks, a bathroom. Another two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. If you're in a bathroom getting high with some hot white chicks or something, and you're getting high, you're probably not going to do coke again until you back in that bathroom with them hot chicks. Exactly. Or whatever. Exactly. It ain't nothing you that space you don't. that shit out. Like when niggas with weed, niggas that wake and bake. You're not gonna wake and snout. You know you can't do it because <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're gonna wake up with a headache. Yeah. Your nose is gonna be stopped up. You're gonna be like, man, fuck this. I'm never doing coke again in my life. And then as soon as some titties come out, and somebody wants hey. you to take a bump out them titties, you're gonna do the coke. But uh, but yeah, coke is fucked up. It's fucked up. But uh, it's just like you know, these days, there's people more addicted to weed than anything in the world. That's crazy, man. So 
the, the, the you know y'all are doing your thing. Y'all are selling records. Y'all y'all are doing like y'all y'all are killing the South, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, Tear the Club Up comes out, right? Mm-hmm. And that, that it opens up the door. How's that change your life? Man, it make a change because uh, the Teddy Club of 97, which was the one that went nationwide through the record label, they put in our contract that we had to put that song in, in on the album. Mm. It and a song we had called Late Night Tip mm-hmm. and another song we had. But uh, when that song came out, back then, that's when everybody was watching The Box, mm. Jukebox. You mm. remember that? Yes, sir. Pay that money and mm-hmm. rent the I used video. To pay, I used to pay that money. Man, they would play that video over and over and over and over again. I was like, dude, dude they got any other videos to play? Like, what? You were like, why did you play that shit? I want to see something else. <laughs> I'm sick of looking at these niggas, man. But, uh, <laughs> they would play that shit over and over again, and it just fucking didn't hit BT and uh, the album. Uh, we go like five, six months. That's crazy. We was on Billboard. I still got it framed at the house. And, That's crazy. Um, I was like, damn. I was like, we own something. I bet a nigga $100 that we wasn't going to go gold. Really? You bet against yourself. I bet against myself. Wow. Because I didn't think that we would. You right. know, it was a hard thing to do. Right. And, and and it was a different sound. Yeah, it was a different sound. Like, did you under, did you realize then, man, that you were really like the architects of crunk music at the time? Yes and no. Yes, I did. But, you know, like like back then I was like, like everybody, you know, these days I always want to be the, you know, get the name for being responsible for this and I'm the king of this and I'm the king of that right. and blah, 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 whatever. But me at the time, yeah, me at the time I was, um, I was just, you know, just making the music and then I was just like, you know, we got some dope shit here. I didn't really even think about what it was. You know, I knew it was different. Right. But I didn't really think about what it what it was to, you know, how different it was. Do you think about it now, man, when you look at the landscape of hip-hop? Yeah, I think about it now. Yeah, I mean, is it is it amazing, man, that you got a million and one children out here? Yeah, like, we we, 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 we was before our time. Right. You know, everybody always said it is. Like, man, y'all was clearly before y'all time, you know, because... That everybody out here remaking all this stuff now. You know, a lot of guys remaking all our old songs and resampling all this stuff. You know, I clearing, I'm clearing a couple of samples a, m- a week with that with that stuff. That's crazy. So, so now you got a whole other stream of yeah. income. Doesn't that feel great? Asap Ferg got a hot one out right now. The Plain Jane. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, Lil John got a hot one out uh, with these <laughs> edi- with a, a EDM song mm-hmm. that sampled that song we had called Hit a Motherfucker. Mm. You know, like you, you, you think it was the end of the world when that song come on. Like I, I posted an Instagram of that man. It was a million motherfuckers overseas somewhere at the festival, man, throwing fire in the air, waving flags. They went crazy. They was like, "I bet you won't push them out." <laughs> they went crazy. Yeah, is is it true? Twenty though, years later, all that shit fucking still rocking clubs like nuts. Is it true though that you were one of the first cats coming from the rap game that really jumped into the EDM game? Yeah, early. We had the first EDM rap song. Really? Know, uh, before Party Rock and all that stuff, we had a song with um, DJ Tiesto. Mm. DJ Tiesto in like 2008, you know, it went gold and all that. We went way more than that eventually, but it went gold. And, and I was making dubstep beats in 2007. You was into that dubstep shit? I could never understand that shit, man. No, so yeah, I, I got some hot uh, dubstep songs out right now that's gonna come out. I got a couple of. Them. I wrote some singles for some big dubstep DJs. I wrote a single for this, the the biggest dubstep DJ, a dude named Dead Sick. He a close homie of mine. We did a tour together and everything. I wrote a single for his album. 
So yeah, I like doing that. I like write, I like writing EDM shit because I'm a big EDM fan. And then you go out there, man. Like you, you, you do these rap stadiums. You do these stadiums, and then you go and you do an EDM stadium. Yeah. Like, like talk about the rush, man, because the crowd is a whole different. Yeah, man, with level the EDM, man, it's yeah, it's just it's a, it's crazy. The energy is just so much. It's so so much wilder. So like, is it more positive? Yeah, way more positive, man. It's just young kids just having fun like ain't nobody i've seen i've been doing an edm concert and i've seen somebody you know make a mistake and knock somebody down in the mosh pit or hit somebody and knock them out pick them up rub them on their head give and go right the, back give, at give it kiss on the forehead and be like we good yeah yeah go right back yeah, at it yeah you know, i don't see that in no rap show somebody knock your ass down in rap show they're gonna kick you yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You get knocked down a rap show, you get ready for the kicks because it's coming. Yo, you know, it's it's crazy, man. You talk about Memphis and how, you know, up until a certain point, there's no unity. Is that true? Like in terms of like the yeah, musicians? Yeah, man, why is that, Memphis, man? Memphis rappers don't like each other. I don't why? Know why? Still? Still. Still. They could yeah. be in the same crew with each other and they still won't like each other. Will that ever change? I mean, probably not. Really? I mean, uh, I know you have some issues with Yo Gotti. And your guy's been on the show, and he's he's been doing amazing things. Like yeah, what was, man, what's, man, God has squashed that. Right. What was you know, what was that about, though? Actually, to be honest with you, it wasn't even never nothing with me and Gotti. It was another dude that Gotti was with back in the day that he was signed to or whatever that started that because me and that dude was into it. So he kind of led Gotti to uh, you know being you know being on the side or whatever. But me and Gotti never was at. To the point where we was like making making diss songs against mm-hmm. each other, or you know, trying to fight each other, or something like that. It was never like that. But that's the one thing I will say about Memphis rappers: like we would have beef with each other, but when we go outside of Memphis, anywhere else, we always help each other, that's protect dope. each that's other, dope. and watch each other. Like, yeah. It's like a family; like yeah. you get to fight with your brother, sibling rivalry. But when you outside. You know, in the club or whatever, you're not going to let nobody fight your brother. Of course, of course. So, like, when me and Gotti squashed him, me and Gotti actually squashed our beef with each other in an airport in L.A. I was in the airport eating, and he, he walked up on me. He walked up on me. He's like, what's up, Paul? Oh, he had to drop on you. <laughs> Just, yeah, he walked up on me. He was like, what's up, Paul? And I was like, what's up, man? You know, we, we, we talked, and it was cool. We took the picture. Posted on on uh, social media. Motherfuckers went nuts. And that. Yeah, yeah. Now and you see, I came back and you know did his birthday with him and all that. You seem like a real laid back dude. Yeah, I, I mean, like, but but you got a temper because you've had beefs. Oh yeah, I got to when you know I'm like this. You know, I'm the nicest dude in the world until you piss me off. When you piss me off, I'm one of the most evilest, craziest, most serial, serial, serial killer uh, nigga. <laughs> so study of serial killers. Well, like other than that, man, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't do the beef shit. You know, no more. Obviously, we did. Right. You know, we, I mean, we, I mean, you're older now, man. You, you grown, man. But when you're young, like you, you, you keeping your knife yeah. sharp. And when you hear cats that you think is biting off you, that must drive you crazy. Yeah. That must have drove you crazy. Like, Back then. Yeah, like like Bone Thugs. Yeah. You, we, you, we you felt that to... Bone Thugs was biting y'all, right? Yeah, without that. You know, because we was, we was tongue-twisting. Mm-hmm. They was tongue-twisting. We was rapping, you know, 666, this and that 666, and they was too. But then once I once I did my research on Bone Thugs, I was not really Bone Thugs. When I did my research on the Midwest, I saw that uh, everybody in the Midwest was Tom Twisting. Hell, Twister is in the Guinness Book of yes, World exactly. Records for Tom Twister. Yes. <laughs> Crucial Conflict, Tom mm-hmm. Twister. You know, mm-hmm. they're my homies. Love Crucial Conflict. Good so, dudes. I, good dudes. So, who, was, who was the producer in that? Uh, Wild Style. Yes. Good dude. I used to work with them back yeah. in the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're my niggas. I still, I, hell, I just talked to them last week. What, what, what are they working on, man? Uh, I think they're working on some new stuff. 
Wild Sal is mad talented, man. I don't think he really, really ever got his full due, man. Due, he man. never got right. none, none of what right. it was due to him. Yeah. Due to him, you know what I'm saying? But, um, but yeah, I, I, I just talked to him last week. But um, I, 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 once I found out, I let out, and I was like, you know, Bone wasn't copying us. They, you know, they've probably never heard of us at that point. I don't know, you know, but... Uh, you know, me and Bone real cool now. We see each other That's all dope. the time. We That's got dope. mutual homies in, in L.A. They live in L.A. And uh, we got mutual homies, and we hang out all the time. Lazy Bone is on my album. That's crazy. Right now. That's crazy. Who else is on the album, man? Underground, uh, Volume 17, out in stores now. Yeah, uh, uh, Yellow Wolf on there. Mm. Dave East on there. How is Dave East on that shit? You got uh, a New York got, nigga yeah, on this that, record. What, what kind of track is it, man? Oh, man, it's killer, really? man. Really? It's Banging like a motherfucker, you're gonna fucking love it. It's like a mix of a, a old school New York track, what I grew up on. You know, old school New York track with uh with my feel and my deep drums behind it. You gonna fucking love it. Yo, Paul, who have you always wanted to work with, man? Who have I always wanted in rap? Yeah, in rap. Dr. Dre. Mm. <clears throat> Dr. Dre. And I see Dre a lot. Yeah. But uh, we never... Just, just say that casually. Like, just yeah. casually. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do, actually. Yeah. It's still, I, no, I believe him. Yeah, because I... Uh, us, he's like the... He's like I, do a, I do a lot of stuff with his artist, John Connor. Mm-hmm. Who, Shout out to John Connor. John Shout Connor. out to John Connor. John Connor's on the album. John okay. Connor's been on every album I've made for the last three years, probably. Didn't John Connor perform at our barbecue way back? No, he wasn't on that. With, 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 no, with, 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 with the one with uh, Danny Brown. He wasn't on that. He wasn't there? No. Okay, my bad. Yeah, yeah John Connor. He came on that show the early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I go to the Aftermath studio a lot. That's and, uh, dope. Dre be up in there. You know, Dre ride around with no tent on his cars. No tent. Like, you'll just see Dre just like, is this Dr. Dre at the red light next to me on the phone? Really? In a Bentley truck. <laughs> you in L.A. right now? Yeah. Has that changed you? No, I've been in LA for a long time. But 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 this, is would you ever move back to Memphis? Or? I did move back. Really? How was it? Me and Juicy moved back in 2010. We moved back for like I was there for like four months. He was there for like six months, or, or vice versa, or whatever. And uh, we 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 left. We left. Couldn't it was do it. dope. I love I love Memphis, but uh, they they, sh- they probably show you so much love right now. Oh, man. they yeah yeah hell yeah they always show me a lot of love. But it's just like um, it's just like it was just it was um. It wasn't enough that you know we could you know we could do there you know with uh your with business all your of, business with all the businesses yeah, yeah. and people yeah you know what I'm saying being being in a big city is better for you because you could you know you can uh, work with more people like that you know what's crazy about y'all man y'all kind of defied all types of fucking limitations man like when you when you look at at, at Juicy J and, and y'all y'all have such did you ever fucking think. This dude would be on some of the biggest pop records. Yeah, I did. You did? Why? How? Like, when y'all niggas came out, I was not expecting y'all niggas to win Oscars. I was yeah. not expecting fucking well, Juicy no, I, J to do shit yeah, with, we, with fucking Katy Perry. Like, nigga. Yeah, we didn't, on, we didn't expect the Oscars. But, uh, but the, like, the, the other stuff, like the pop stuff, like, I, I expected that because, you know, we started doing pop stuff. Like, we had the EDM song. Yeah. So, you know, Sony was always trying to push us to that pop world because right. Sony is a pop label. So uh, they was always trying to push us to that pop world. So I knew that I knew that we would eventually. Uh, the last 36 Mafia album was a pop album. Mm. The one, it never came out, though. Right. The one that was going to come why not, out. Why not? Well, probably because it was a pop album. Right, right, right. <laughs> what, what's going on with 36, man? Uh, man, me and Juicy still cool. We talk all the time. 
you know. But as uh, far as you know, three six mafia or something like that, you know, we we you know we don't know what we're gonna do with that. I mean, it's such know? a legendary group, man. Yeah. And 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 and, and, I, and I understand at a certain point, y'all had over twenty motherfuckers in the collective in the posse but not in the group right the group was always just six right it was a crunchy black coaster nigga rest in peace coaster nigga rest in peace lord elfman's uh gangster boo man juicy hey, what's going on with country black man country black doing good man he's doing real good he up in chicago right now doing this thing i'm actually finna produce a song for country black just on you know just on love that now, i got for him when i first heard the name crunchy black i was like so funny. you <laughs> thought it was the, a candy bar or something no i was like this is the <laughs> best Name. Fucking name I've ever heard in <laughs> hip hop at the time. How's the nigga call himself Crunchy Black? I don't know how he came <laughs> up with that. Crunchy Black nigga. He the most styling, is cleanest nigga in the world. You'll never know it. But Crunchy Man, he dressed clean. Mm-hmm. He got to have his clothes ironed. Mm-hmm. He got. He walk around the house and just smoke weed and yeah. does vacuum and clean up all the time. The cleanest dude ever. <laughs> Yo, what, what's up with Pat, man? Pat, uh, you know, Pat is Juicy's big brother. I didn't know that. That's his actual real big What's brother. What's up with Pat? I always love Pat, man. Pat good. Yeah. I talked to Pat not too long ago. Pat good. You know, he out doing his thing. You know, he wrote, he would Juicy all the time, most of the time, whatever. You know, one of the fascinating things I found out about you recently is we talked about a lot of your influences, be it, you know, your family and, and, and horror movies. I didn't know George Clooney was yeah. a big influence on you, man. The yeah. actor, George Clooney. I how? love George Clooney. Why and how? Man, I, I I started really really loving George Clooney after the movie Dust of Dawn, mm-hmm. and that's the reason why I got all these fucking tattoos all over. Because the fuck is it's George's fault. It's George's fault. Right. He, watching he, him, watching him. With did he inspire you to get your first tat? Or yeah, my first tattoo, which was which is the joint on your neck, right? The one on my neck and this travel on my on my hand. Right. Those were my first two tattoos. I got both of them at the same night. We had a dude that if I took him, uh, you know, cocaine, he would give us three tattoos for an eight ball. Really. Yeah, so, uh, you know, that's a whole nother story. Though. And then you got but, to meet George Clooney. <laughs> yeah, I got to meet George Clooney at the Oscar lunch. <laughs> yeah. How was that, man? Like, how that was, was that? Best. How was that, man? Like, y- y'all some niggas from, the, from Memphis, and now y'all dining with all these quote-unquote fine, genteel white people, and, and, and y'all niggas, and they told y'all, they told y'all, like, no, don't wear no tux, like, where, where? With some street, the street shit that yeah, y'all... Yeah, yeah. Like, I thought they wanted us to wear tuxedos and right. shit like that. They was like, nah, I want you to wear your regular street clothes. I was like, what? I was like, nice. So we wore, we changed clothes. So on the red carpet, we wore our money suits. Nice. And then... Uh, nice. When we got... I'm, in, I'm glad y'all did that, man. Yeah, when we got in, we cleaned up. And yeah. then when we got in there, we threw street clothes on, took a shot of vodka, and uh, went crazy. Y'all didn't think y'all was going to win? No, hell no. When I thought Dolly Parton was going to win. You was actually. up against Dolly Parton, man. I thought her or Bird, Bird York was going right. to win. And then you hear your name. Yeah. You hear 3 Six Mafia, Hustle and Flow. Yeah. How hard out here for a pen. Like, what do y'all niggas do, man? What goes on through your mind? You, you cry? You think you flash back to your mom and your daddy? Like, what do you. What goes now, to your fucking mind, actually, Paul? Actually, uh, I didn't cry, but I was like, I was fucking excited. I was like, what the fuck? You know, we started jumping all over the place, going crazy, this and that. And then my phone started blowing up and uh i got on the phone i mean i got i, I once we got the award and all that i got on the elevator to go to the governor's uh club that they governor's ball that they have and um my mama was calling me like crazy i asked the phone my mom what's and, what's your mom saying to you man she was just you know excited as fuck she couldn't believe it and then 
And then uh, oh, I was on the elevator with John Travolta. Really? And I was like, Mama, guess who I'm going to stand next to? Like, John Travolta. He said, what's up to my mom? Yo, too bad they didn't have Instagram loved, back then, exactly. man. Exactly. She loved John Travolta right. from Greece yes. and all that. So I was like, Mama, John Travolta. And he said, what's up to blah, 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 whatever. But uh, it, was amazing. it was an amazing night, man. Now, did you feel like these people, man, particularly these, these, these top Hollywood actors, do you feel that it was really vibing with y'all? Or we all kind of like a novelty to them. Like, oh, these some rappers. We're going to hang out with them. But, you know, they just rappers. They're not actors. Don't. Did you feel like a lot of cats were genuine or some of them was fake, man? It was a, uh, it was a, lot, of, it was a lot of people. Uh, it, was a, it was a lot of people was hate that I was noticing that was hating on us. That was, right. you know, actors because they, they was like, you know, how to do And I'm not going to say ask you to say no names, but known actors that you knew. Yeah, it was some actors that was hating on us because right. they was like, uh, how did, uh, how did, is this my phone? phone is this? Oh, that ain't my phone. No, that's one of y'all phones. That's, that's Beast's phone. Oh, <laughs> oh, Beast, I'm like, dude, <laughs> Somebody was just calling you from Chicago or something. Um, they go my phone. Yeah. So yeah, it was some. It was some uh, guys. It was not guys, but it was some people that I noticed. You know, there was uh, actors that was like kind of hating on us because it was like, how did we get an Oscar before them? I right. was thinking, right? That's what it was. But uh, you know, the crazy part about the it, game we, is a game. Game yeah, is a game, the man. The crazy part <laughs> about when we got the Oscar is um, the white folks was happy for us more than the black people. Mm. Was. But I get it though. But I get it yeah. because. You know what I'm saying? At the time, like, like I loved Hustle and Flow, right? Uh-huh. That was a ghetto-ass movie, yeah. right? And the whole concept, like, you know what I'm saying? Terrence Howard did his thing. Taraji did his thing. Mm-hmm. It was just crazy because mm-hmm. I, think, I think Empire is part two of fucking Hustle and Flow. Yeah, it's you like a spin-off saying? of it. But, you know, some ghetto shit, you know what I'm saying? And you've had over the years, you know, mad records on soundtracks and the whole nine that weren't even nominated, you know what I'm saying? And then y'all motherfuckers win. And it's like, yo, are they... You know, a lot of a lot of, and I'm not saying me, but a lot of cast is like, are they celebrating our ratchet shit? You know that, what I'm saying? Like, I and I yeah, get what, that. what they were saying to and uh, you. You get what I'm, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I know, I know exactly yeah. what you're saying. No, I'm about to say the same thing, but yeah. just with a different little twist to it. Basically, what they were saying was, um, they was they was they was saying that we was trying to make make it seem like all black people were pimps. Yes. You know, black people pills. I was like, no, no, they're not. I was like, I just wrote a fucking song to a movie. You know, that's, <laughs> that's all it did. All it did. But you know, the crazy part about it is, uh, like, our spins went up at the white radio stations, but they went down in some of the black radio stations. That's crazy. That was kind of crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, I didn't understand that. That's crazy. Um, how'd that change your life, man? Oh, man, that it changed Oscar. it. Man. It changed it majorly. Don't you get tired man. of niggas saying how the Grammy? Like y'all think it's won an Oscar? Yeah, like, yeah. I wish I did win a Grammy, man. I need one of those. Yeah, yeah. never won a Grammy. I mean, I mean, full circle. It's, it's, it's due time, man. Yeah, maybe one day we get one. I heard you making a movie, man. No, you're not, you're not making a movie anymore. No. What, what's you, wasn't you trying to make a horror movie, man? Oh, that horror movie. Oh yeah, I'm gonna wait on that. I'm gonna okay. wait on that. I got a lot of other things I'm trying to. I'm tr- I got to do first. So. What you working on, man? Outside of the album, I just signed uh, some new artists. I signed um, a guy named Weirdo King. Shout out to Weirdo King. I signed he from Memphis. He hard as fuck, and uh, he 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 on my new album and mixtape a lot. Okay. And then I signed uh, I signed my nephews. They call the Seed of Six, okay. which is mm. dope. Man. Love that six, huh? Yeah, one of them is they made the name of themselves right. actually, but one of them is a. Uh, the late Lord of my son, and he sounded wow. exactly like him. Wow. 
That's crazy. Sound man. and look just like him. That's crazy. And uh, the other one is uh, my other nephew, and uh, they dope as hell. They on the album, you know. So right so, now, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm, uh, pro- I'm uh, producing for them, and then uh, me and Riff Rap got an album together. Riff Rap. How's Riff Rap, man? Riff Rap, cool, yeah, man. That's a like crazy Riff nigga, Raff, man. man. Where's Riff Rap from? Uh, Texas. I fuck with Riff Rap, man. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you look, you fuck with Riff Rap, man? Who, you talking about the wrestler dude? The, no, he, the white Riff dude. Rap, yeah, yeah, he was trying to wrestle. Was he trying to wrestle? Did he? No, I don't remember yeah. that. Yeah, he was trying to wrestle, yeah. And he got jacked up. He started using more creatine, allegedly. But, but no, I wasn't I wasn't a Riff Raff fan. You know, listen, me, me personally. I'm just, listen, you know. But I would love to hear what comes yeah, out of... Why, 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 what was it about Riff Raff that attracts you to his music and his persona, man? Because uh, Riff Raff is a cool dude and Riff Raff like us. Right. You know, he mm-hmm. talk about cocaine. He mm-hmm. do stuff like, and it's not about cocaine once again. <laughs> right. But he just like, he talks about crazy shit. You know, uh, he he's also in the EDM world as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I'm, a, you know, obviously that attracted me to him all right there alone. And um, he just, a, he a good dude, man. Like if you ever meet him, in he real got, life, in real life, is he, he got one of the best hearts. Is he the same way in real that. life that he is um, on the camera? Yeah. Really? Just, he even like cooler. Real, he's even cooler. Even crazier. It's been kind of quiet for him, man. So I'm glad to hear that you're working with him, man. Yeah. He got, a, he just shit, man. That man just, he, he tours almost every day. Right. He tours almost every day and, uh, you know, every month. He might have, like, one month free out of the year or something. You know, he just got off a tour. and going to go on to another one. That's crazy. So, yeah, he be he working his ass out. Yo, Paul, man, you, you've lived out dreams that most people can't even dream. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What's the biggest dream that you haven't accomplished yet, man? Um, a vacation. You don't take vacations? Not that much. What's a vacation? I, the last you? vacation I took... It's like going out of town when, when I'm not being paid to go out of town for right. a concert. So, right. And yeah. turning off the phone and shit? No, nah, I can't do that. So where, where, where would you go? <laughs> well, that's, that's not a real vacation, though, man, if you got the phone on. No, nah, you still got to have that phone on. But where, where you would you go? Where, where, where's, where's your next vacation spot, man? And how long? Because it's how long? Is it two weeks? Is it a month? No, nah, it's not going to be that long. I'm going to probably go somewhere for about a week. Okay. I'm thinking uh, probably Italy. Mm. Mm. Italy, because I went, I went to, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been all over the place. Yeah, I've been to, uh, I was in Italy on tour, and uh, I went to Florence, Italy, and ate some of the best food I ever ate in Mm. my life. Mm. So I want to go back to, um, back to Italy. Have you been to the motherland? Have you been to Africa? I haven't been there. No word. I haven't been there. My boy Yellow Wolf was just there though. He called me the whole yeah, how, time. How Yellow Wolf got to Africa before you, my nigga? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he man, he went out there, man. He had a blast. He called me every day while he was out there. He was telling me how dope it was. Yeah. I was like, damn it, I know that's nice, man. He yeah. says fucking nice as fuck. Paul, who you listening to right now, man? Uh, I don't really listen to rap to be honest okay. with you. Um I listen to a lot of eighties. Right. Listen a lot of eighties. I listen to a lot of rock. Yeah. Like who? Uh, some rock. Classic guy. rock, contemporary rock. I listen to mostly classic rock. Pink like, Floyd, you fuck with that Pink Floyd shit. Yeah, Pink Floyd is Pink dark, Floyd. man. I love Pink Floyd, but like one of my favorite bands, my favorite groups of all times is uh, Tears for Fears mm. and Duran. Okay, band. so like on the pop side. Yeah, like, but I listen to hard ones too. Right, right. Like you know, like Floyd and all that. Right. But uh, but just like if my my everyday is gonna be just something like that. Before we go, man, I do this on every episode, man. Who's your favorite top five? Of all time, MCs in no particular order. Rappers, yes, sir. Al Cool J, very good. Uh, and there's no judgment. Nobody judges you. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't care the judgment. <laughs> LL Cool J, Willie D. Mm. Um, uh, uh, Easy E. Obviously, mm. you know, however you want to look at that or whatever, because, you know, he said, you know, Ice Cube, right the rhymes that I say, blah, blah, blah. But whatever. It's just, I still love Easy because he was the one that was the man. One of the first people to you know to come out there. And talk I mean, he about put shit. he put he put the West Coast on the map. Talk about shit, you yeah. know. You're talking about you know, dope man, dope man. You're talking about shit that motherfuckers wasn't talking yeah. about. You know, uh, uh, Luke Skywalker. Why? Luke Skywalker, shit. Man. I mean, he's a legend. I'm not, I'm, yeah. I'm not questioning. I'm just he's saying a legend, why. but he once again he one of those dudes. That, Luke Skywalker is the reason why they created the explicit lyric sticker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he beat, he beat, he was in the Supreme Court. Yeah, he beat the government. Yeah, man, it was hard. Very few people, very few people, and 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 we one we have a, a classic episode with him. And one of the things, and this once again, man, like it's my fascination with you brothers from, and sisters from the South. Like he was like, yo, when he was doing that Miami bass shit, yeah. he was totally independent. And Russell Simmons and Def Jam tour would come down there, and LL and Run DMC and Kane would be down there. Yeah. And they, he's like, some of them niggas not naming any names was laughing at him. Like, he was some country bumpkin. And he was yeah. like, yo, like, y'all know I make more than all y'all put together. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. this is all my money. And he talked about how he begged Russell at the time. Like, don't do not do a deal with Sony. Like, just go full independent. Like, make, I can't even imagine if Def Jam was in the place. So, yeah, Luke Scott was. But they probably wouldn't be what he had. That's true. That's true. Still, still, still. You know and, then, and, and then number five, one more. That's a hard one because uh, I got two. You know, I got uh, I got Chuck D and I got Rakim. Mm. So yeah. mm, that's a good list, man. I'm not even mad at that, man. Oh, um, three six mafia, so I do six. On yes, my sir. List. Yeah. Um, tell us where we can find your barbecue products. Uh, yeah, uh, my barbecue products. Uh, DJ Paul. Uh, DJ Paul Make sure y'all go to DJ Paul BBQ.com. Dry rub or um, sauce? I got dry rubs. I got seasonings and, and uh, sauce. You 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 a culinary uh, wizard, man? I'm pretty cool. Really? What's I'm what's your favorite cool. thing that you make, man? I like to cook Chinese. Mm. Yeah, I like to cook Chinese. Okay. Italian. I cook okay. a lot of Italian. Okay. Every day, but I cook everything. Though. All right. Soul food, obviously. What else, what else? What else you got? What other business you got, man? Oh uh, man, you know, uh, man, just make sure y'all follow me, man. We got the three six mafia merch dot com. So make sure y'all go to three six mafia merch dot com. Get some of the stuff on there, and uh, you know all the clothes and all that, and um. But just make sure y'all follow me on everything, man. DJ Paul K O M at DJ Paul K O M. That's my Twitter. That's my Instagram. I do talk back to the fans on Instagram. And um, underground volume seventeen. In underground stores right volume now. seventeen. Make sure y'all go Some get of the best that, shit that's now. Out right now. The hardest shit out yes, right sir. now, man. Make sure you go get that, man. It's dope as a motherfucker. And before I get out of here, man, like one of my long time uh, bodyguards for like fifteen, twenty years right now, um, uh, Rufus Carter is a. Uh, um, Fighting cancer right oh. now, you know he fighting cancer right now. So um, did he change it? He took out the dash. Does not have the dash in there? Uh uh, that's different. I showed it to you though. But but uh, go back to it. But my right now he's uh he's what in Texas. Of, he's from of, New York. Okay, what kind of cancer, man? He's from New York. What kind of cancer Rufus got? It's cancer. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's one I can't remember, but um. Uh, but right now he's fighting the cancer, so he got to go fund me right now. Uh, so make sure y'all go to uh, GoFundMe.com slash Rufus uh, Carter. It's, it probably ain't the dash. It's probably just showing different on your phone. Rufus Ruf- Carter. Rufus Carter. GoFundMe.com slash Rufus Carter. That's my long-time bodyguard. You know, he's fighting cancer right now. 
And, uh, man, you know, just everybody pray for him, man. And um, that's it, man. Rufus Dash Carter. I'm sorry. Rufus Dash Carter. GoFundMe. GoFundMe.com. Rufus Dash Carter. Yes, sir. Um, yo, it's a pleasure to, to sit down, man, and finally talk man, to you, man. I personally got to thank you, man, for like changing a lot, a lot of our perspectives, man. A lot of us say we do it for the culture, man, but like you've influenced this culture so much, and and you continue to put out great music. You're not just resting on your legacy, your history, yeah. man. You can like I love like every two or three years when I hear a new track, and it's just like yo, this shit's yeah, like gotta, amazing. I just said, man, you know, as long as I got the you know the the air in my lungs, I can get up and. Play this keyboard and do that. I'm gonna I'm do it because I got a lot of, you know, we all got a lot of artists out there we grew up on, like yes, Prince and Michael Jackson, yes, who we sir. wish was still around to do it. Did you ever meet them? Uh, no, I did not. Damn. Mm. I tried to get in Prince party out there at Oscar. He turned us down. Really? <laughs> yeah. Prince was a motherfucker, though, man. <laughs> Prince was a motherfucker. <laughs> it was hard. It was like, these niggas are not coming in my shit. He was like, man, these niggas ain't finna come in here and fuck these bitches out in front of me. <laughs> Take these bitches about of out of me. Rest in peace, Prince, man. I love him to death, man. He's, he's one of the best. Yo, Paul, Probably man. the best. Paul, do me a favor, man. Keep winning. Thank you, man. Yes, sir. Got you. You too, yes, brother. Thank you, you man. Too, brother. Yes, sir. Thank hey, you. What up, man? What we doing, man? Yo, we wrapping up, man. Shout out to DJ Paul. Shout out to Memphis. You got any questions, man? For for, for, for Paul? Paul? Yeah, before we wrap up. Uh, man. nah, man. I think I sometimes I did, but you know, this was like class. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Some sometimes these episodes, y'all don't know, ladies and gentlemen. This is like I know you guys experience it on the other side when you listen, but just being in the room with some of the, some of some of our Icons and people that we watched and, 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 and you know evolve and flourish to this day. It's just a blessing, man. So I'm uh, just honored to you know sit in the room sometimes. You know, yeah, yo, man. man. Listen, man. Open invitation, man. We, we Thank you. Every, you know, almost every Thursday, man. Yep. You know, Dove is, 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 is that's the, the homie. Uh-huh. Like, if you just want to come in, man, I heard you might, you might have podcast aspirations. What? She been uh, she been trying <laughs> to get me to do that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see about it. Yo, listen, you I'm definitely should, it. man. You definitely should. It's, it's, it's a good yeah. business to be in right now. Man. Yeah, it's fun. It's business I, I've done a few of them. And yeah. People always love them. Yeah, yeah. I Some good shit, them. man. Yep. Internet. Yeah. Go and run out and get Underground Volume Seventeen. Yep. And you know what it is, man. Dream those dreams and then man up, woman up, and live those dreams because the life without dreams is black and white. And the universe flows in technicolor and surround sound. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Thank you, man. Fire, fire, Thank fire. Thank you. Oh, man. Hey, yo, internets, once again, thanks to BET for supporting this week's episode of the Combat Jack Show. Wednesday, September 27th, 1030, 930 Central on BET. The Clapback King 50 Cent remixes sketch comedy with the new variety series 50 Central. For extras and exclusives, check BET.com slash 50 Central. That's BET.com slash 50-C-E-N-T-R-A-L. And check out Face Value, the only game show where profiling pays. Hosted by Dion Cole and Tiffany Haddish. The new series premieres Wednesday, September 27th at 10, 9 p.m. Central on BET. This episode of the Combat Jack Show is produced by Jonathan Mena, executive produced by A. King, and this is an official Loudspeakers Network production. (laughs) I'm dead. I'm really mad y'all made me do that. I'm so mad right now. (laughs) Please don't post that anywhere. (laughs) I'm so mad at (laughs) y'all. Bop, bop, bop.